Welcome to a single tree podcast, everyone. This is episode 22. Today we're going to talk about being dissatisfied, <laughs> frustrated, angry, discontent. It's going it's yeah. to be it's going to be really positive, happy podcast. It will at the end. <laughs> if you're dissatisfied or frustrated with something, you've come to the right place today. <laughs> Because we are too. <laughs> You're in good company. That's right. Uh, I'm Joel. And I'm Brandon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your feedback. Thanks for joining us on this journey. And uh, yeah, I think it'd be good just to talk about dissatisfaction and frustration and the and the need for it. Because I think it's important to have it um, regularly, if not constantly. Mm-hmm. And... This doesn't mean you can't be thankful for what you have. Which is an extremely important point, (laughs) which we'll be talking more about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, we kind of left off or towards the end of our last podcast, we were talking a little bit about that. So this is just uh, more refinement of that, probably, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. We were talking last time about you know, the different relationships that we have in our lives and kind of how we look for security or peace through those. Um, we kind of seek out other people to help us feel value and like we're worth something. Um, and, you know, we move toward lots of different things in our lives to help us feel uh, more secure and feel just normal. And we call that um, regulating ourselves. We um, seek to regulate ourselves through these outside forces in our lives um, and how there's a lot of times in especially our relationships with other people whether that be our family or our friends or our partner um, experience this these frustrations or or feeling like those are not the things that are going to make our lives worth living Um, they are not enough or we have this feeling of they are not enough and then um, the idea is that we kind of search for something deeper um and I think all of us have this kind of feeling or longing that there is something deeper than just the normal things that people sometimes expect to regulate them or to make them feel normal or happy. Um, but the, the goal is not to just feel at peace all of the time. You know, I mean, if, if that were the goal, you'd just be like a, a rat, a lab rat in an experiment who's just pressing the lever to get food over and over and over, right? And if that's the case, that the whole idea is just to be happy and to seek out what you want and get um, security all the time, then there would never actually be any personal growth, right? So actually the frustration and dissatisfaction can be a great thing. It's the great propeller. Yeah. It propels you to um, find something more. But I think the experience, just being in the experience of dissatisfaction and frustration actually produces something as you're in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of goes back to, you know, when I think about how that, well, that's, just arises in us Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Inherently, right? Yeah. I mean, we don't have to put any pre-contemplation into it. We don't have to think about the need to be frustrated or to have tension, and we don't prepare. We don't recognize the need to have tension, and the, then decide to have tension, and then do something about it. Mm-hmm. It just arises. Yeah, it's and a natural exactly thing. Yeah, and so if it's if it's a natural thing arising in our consciousness, then it's we work with it or have yeah. the opportunity to. And it must, ha- it must have a purpose then. Right. Too. It's an opportunity then for for more awareness. Yeah. I think the simplest, you know, example is just having hunger. You know, your hunger itself is a form of frustration. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, you're not satisfied with what you already have. Um, and that's as normal as, I mean, it's daily occurrence for us. Tension. about or we talk about thirst it's tension yeah like on a basic level it's just mm-hmm. it's tension it's something that prompts us to do something yeah it it propels us toward something outside of ourselves that we look to to satisfy us right hunger you're hungry you look for some food but what happens <laughs> what happens when you just stay in the hunger You know, there's, so there's this idea of self-denial, right? That you can fast or you can, um, not just do everything that you're, that you desire, right? Mm -hmm. If you feel propelled by hunger, you can actually choose to sit in the hunger rather than go ahead and seek out satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and doing that can be a spiritual practice and it can be something that that actually produces something in you that might actually be positive or helpful. So again, it's not about just being, getting all of our desires satisfied that the, the desire, um, is what creates the move toward whatever it is that we're seeking. Um, but the whole goal of our lives is not just to find, this perfect sense of peace and calm all the time. Mm-hmm. The satisfaction is actually helpful. So think about that that in a relationship. Um, you know the uh, John Gottman, John and Julie Gottman, they're marriage researchers, um, and they they talk about how in a couple relationship it's important to go and ha- go ahead and have high expectations for your partner, not not to just settle for whatever you have and it's it's the same idea right that you can be maybe at the same time thankful but also dissatisfied in a relationship and that's that might sound a little harsh um to be for it to be okay to be dissatisfied in a relationship but maybe that's also important to do i i think you're probably just suggesting that we be honest (laughs) with ourselves yeah you know that 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 there will be that yeah you know and i think the important thing and what you're talking about is that <clears throat> especially in relationships because the the reward 
is very high, right? The sense of reward is very high and the sense of loss is very high in the context of relationship. So the importance of the experiences is, is, is high. And we tend to get caught up in, in the dualism, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's difficult to, to create a space for ourselves in the context of a relationship to have some contentment and discontentment, you know, mm-hmm. to have some peace and some tension mm-hmm. at the same time, you know. Yeah. That's difficult for us to do in the context of a relationship because all the because of all of the the programming that we have around relationships, but also because you know the relationship is is a is holds a lot of weight. You know, mm-hmm. it's that weight causes us. It seems like to be to go more into this dualistic kind of approach but so what do you mean by you get caught up in the dualism well it's it's either you know i'm satisfied or i'm unsatisfied that you have to be one or the other right Mm -hmm. and that that's what we're always trying to work towards Mm -hmm. um man that's a that's a lofty goal mm-hmm. is to be always working towards, you know, just satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could, it's possible that you're, um, just have this mindset that you should be satisfied all the time. That's, that's one of the ways that you can get kind of stuck. Yeah. dualistic thinking like yeah. I should like this person should be everything to me yeah or I should be satisfied with this yeah that's the other that's the other side of the dualism is mm-hmm. I shouldn't want anything more than what I have yeah and when you get caught in either of those ways of thinking just one or the other then you get stuck, mm-hmm. right? There's no and there's no um, real growth that occurs. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's good to be um, thankful for what you have, or even you know to love this other person, and then also want something from them. If you never and if you never seek anything out from the other person, then you're then you never really become vulnerable. That's one of the the things that happens if you just sort of like try to settle or, you know, be fa- thankful for what you have is you never end up asking for anything, right? So, you know, and asking for something, taking the risk that you might be rejected or not get your need met is a way to enter vulnerability in a relationship, right? And if you never do that, you know, you can see how you would never grow as a human mm. individually. And you also would not, you also would not create in your partner the need for growth through, you know, knowing that there's this need 
that the other partner has. Um, and then you also don't push the relationship forward. The relationship just stays where it is because there's no, the tension actually is what creates a push forward for the relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's one of the ways that, you know, through dualistic thinking, you just kind of bring a halt to your own personal growth. Yeah. The growth of your partner, the growth of your relationship. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> I like that word tension. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's such a natural, inherent part of our existence, you know, mm-hmm. and a necessary part. We judge it so much, you know, and spend so much time avoiding it, but that tension is there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. The most important thing for me is has been to work to change my relationship to tension and to to grow my awareness of the presence of tension what it what it feels like so that so that i know it's there and i can allow it to be there and and inform me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and educate me well i think a a good example might be your your professional life you know i mean there's this there's this drive forward to achieve more accomplish more i mean and that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing you know i mean i think it's good to be satisfied with your work to try to be present in it to try to be you know content in where you are but then also there's maybe this drive forward for more um to try to uh, make things better, to try to um, accomplish certain things. I mean, if there were if there were never any drive toward um, accomplishing something, then you know we wouldn't create things, right? So even just like take the desire that you have to do something creative, to paint or to write or um, anything that people do that's that's creative, right? There's there's this tension between just you know being present being content with where you are and there's there's this drive to produce something or you know to to create something um, so that's one of the tensions i think that exists as well and you know there's there's this frustration that um you can experience when you need when it's like there's this thing inside of you that you need to create Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and dissatisfaction with a job or dissatisfaction with um, something that you're leading or, or part of or doing, right? It's whether that's an organization that you're part of or a company that you're a part of. Um, there's this dissatisfaction that actually creates growth for the company or the organization, right? And if people aren't upset or even angry, you know, then there's not going to be any change, right? There's not going to be any move forward. So there's this tension, but, but in the tension, it creates, well, it produces creativity. Is that right? I mean, 
Seems that way to me. So that's a tension that you're talking about? Yeah. Somewhat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting experience to try to hold thankfulness and dissatisfaction together. To, yeah. To hold them within. I mean, what's that feel like to you to do both? I don't know. It's kind of, um, it's a little confusing. Um, it is like you're trying to go two different directions at the same time. Um, you're trying to be content and then also trying to drive something forward or seek out something. Um, it's like standing still and moving at the same time or something. Um, it's a little bit uh, disorienting, I guess. Confusion, then. Yeah. Is something that you allow yourself to walk into, then. Yeah. Then what happens? Um, I think you just have to sit there because in that confusion, even, um, and, you know, to, to hold both of those at the same time is um, is a difficult thing to do. But I think a lot of times people choose to do one or the other, like you say, they um, choose to be really dissatisfied <laughs> or they choose to try to be content. And like you're saying, they kind of shame themselves for doing one or the other um, or shame themselves into doing one or the other. And so like an example would be like if you feel like it's wrong for you to be dissatisfied or frustrated, then you you try to give up your frustration or you try to convince yourself that you shouldn't be frustrated or you try to convince yourself that you don't really need the thing that you need, but um, you just go on being dissatisfied, just maybe trying to hide it or bury it or pretend like it's not there. And then (laughs) it comes back up in some way usually. when you're dissatisfied and so that doesn't really work um and so i think it's it's to try to hold some of that tension within you and then go ahead and express in some way how you feel frustrated and try to do that in a responsible way there's there's an irresponsible way to communicate frustration or or anger obviously or you know dissatisfaction with something which means basically you just put your frustration or dissatisfaction on someone else or even on your circumstances and blame it or them and then you just become a victim basically Um, but there's a way to actually communicate need frustration dissatisfaction in a responsible way where you're not a victim you're actually a participant in the solution or just kind of and that's vulnerability to me that's that's entering vulnerability which is a very important thing to do you know hmm. does that make sense the difference between putting it on someone else and like holding the tension yourself oh I'm most most certainly for for me it's just it's just me entering into the task of holding the tension of the paradox yeah exactly you know so if i'm in a relationship with you and i say you know everything you do is great 
I love you. I love everything you do. You're awesome all the time. And like, all those things are true. And all those things are true, obviously. But say I was in a relationship with a different person who wasn't okay. awesome all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I never and I never said, hey, I need you to do this or I need to I need this from you. Then I'm just being dishonest with myself. And I'm also being dishonest with you, right? Because that's not, I mean, typically people aren't perfect. The people that you're in relationships with aren't perfect. You're, the organization that you're part of isn't perfect. The company that you're a part of isn't perfect, right? And so um, if we deny, you know, those needs or dissatisfaction, the dissatisfaction that we have, then... Nothing. I mean, the relationship never gets better. The organization never gets better. The company never gets better. Um, so anyway, I think that's that's good to go ahead and express it in some way, so that there can be you can create. You almost create tension, right? Or you um, bring the tension forth and bring it to a kind of boiling point or something like that in the relationship or in the organization. And sometimes that's really painful, right? But mm. typically that, if you don't bring that tension to a boiling point, then there won't be conflict that's addressed and nothing moves. Resolved, right? Right. So you're talking about this idea of, um, you know, getting to awareness through tension, right? So you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, we were talking about it so well this morning. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think tension is is an opportunity for for us to go deeper and in, into into awareness. You know, and I guess when we use the word awareness, we should probably kind of describe a little bit what that is or what that means yeah. you know it's just an ability to see something mm -hmm. in one way mm -hmm. okay and you know the the tension the tension that I think is just probably always there in us you know um, is this it gives us opportunity to go deeper into awareness of something a situation ourselves always ourselves mm -hmm. and um, but it's hard it's hard to go deeper into awareness when there's when we deny ourselves the permission to go into that tension or to that, as you say, dissatisfaction, you know, um, then does, how can, how can awareness grow if, if, if we don't give ourselves permission to do that? Mm -hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Well, I think if you're always satisfied, again, if you're, if you're always getting 
the treat or the reward, you know, or the exactly what you're looking for. Like there's no need to kind of um, look for something deeper or, or higher, mm-hmm. you could say. Right. Right. You know, it goes back to what we were talking about in the last podcast, you know, where in the arc of my life, at least, I've learned so much about the value of relationships by paying attention to my dissatisfaction in those very relationships. what you know my ideas about what are they what are they not what purpose do they have what purpose don't they have all of those things were shed and rearranged and worked out through what felt like for me was just unavoidable tension (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what I mean but that that tension and me working it out allowed me to get more clear on things, right? And shed some other things, which ultimately allowed me to just have more awareness around myself and relationships. Mm-hmm. So is that uh, awareness kind of getting outside of yourself and getting outside of the relationship to be able to see it more clearly? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, you could use another word, perspective. Mm-hmm. Perspective, yeah, that's a good word. You know, I don't... <clears throat> Some people like that word. I like that word. I don't see it as any different than the word awareness but sure it gives you perspective mm-hmm. outs when you have a large perspective right when your vision is when you can see something bigger than just one little minute thing in the room the context is larger right mm-hmm. and awareness is just context mm-hmm. gives context sure so when you experience frustration or dissatisfaction or tension in, in a certain relationship or just in a certain context, like an organization or a company, um, then it forces you to, part, part of just existing in the tension, what, what that does is it just forces you to take a larger perspective. It's not, it's not all about just getting what I want, mm-hmm. and it's also not all about just trying to be satisfied with what is right so then you take on you kind of get a third perspective to the whole thing and gain awareness right yeah yes i think actually that ideally the tension is an opportunity out of the dualism Mm-hmm. that that we're that we're feeling in a certain context mm-hmm. so if you know in my professional life I'm feeling some tension because I've allowed myself to 
I have a better relationship with tension inside myself, I can go into that tension and then every single time I can usually see the dualism that exists in that tension. Mm-hmm. And then I can I can label I can see this dualism and then I can say, okay, there's this there's the dualism and I have the opportunity to hold the tension of that and work work my way out of out of that dualism. So tension it's almost like tension is the felt sense of a an internal dualism that has arised. It, yeah. it, does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, we we talked about that when we were talking about paradox. We talked about it when we were talking about non-dualistic thinking, and this is kind of what it is. It's um, realizing that there's not just two ways that you can look at something or um, realizing when there's a tension that there's actually maybe a way that you can get gain more awareness and get outside of the tension in a way to be able to start to see things differently. And that's the growth. That's how you grow. But I think it's important to actually be human. You know, I think sometimes we're seeking awareness, um, but the awareness comes from the frustration. We're, We're seeking to find awareness by, you know, learning or, um, just thinking differently to try to avoid the experience of frustration. But if you don't actually like exist in the visceral experience of frustration and be upset about it, then you won't actually get to awareness, real awareness that I think. I would agree. Cause I've, I've, you know, myself just in my own story you know i've i've tried to find new concepts or new ways of of seeing things and that's all just conceptual and mm-hmm. when you're trying to to just do do something conceptually right right and you're just trying to integrate it into your life there's a disconnect there has to be that's one of the bigger things that i've you know, really understood is that there has to be that experiential human experience. Yeah, there has to be pain. I mean, I think it's nice to, I don't know, like I think about, you know, owning and running a business or whatever. And like, I think it would be, it would be great if, you know, all you ever experienced was success and you know um, you always knew the right thing to do the right move to make and and all of that but I think you know through talking to people and just through my own experience that's that's never really the way it goes there's usually this experience of frustration there's usually you come to these points where you know um, there's a certain amount of stress, maybe a lot of stress that comes from resistance that you experience through um, trying to, you know, do what you do well, trying to build a healthy organization and, you know, 
those are always filled with people there there's a, there are always obstacles um, and you know no matter how much you business plan you're gonna you're gonna experience some resistance or, or just frustration right and um, I'd love to say I've never really experienced that kind of thing but but actually it's been fairly agonizing you know certain at certain times mm-hmm. um, has been stressful right and those are the points where it's you know you think maybe I sh- shouldn't do this <laughs> because it's so difficult or maybe I should just try to be satisfied with what is right or you can obviously like be angry and start taking it out on everybody around you I guess mm-hmm. right but that's but none of those in and of themselves is really the right answer, you know? And so the approach would be to just kind of be able to hold that tension and actually experience the pain. And then out of that, you know, experience of tension, just be able to gain a different perspective. Think about things differently, right? Cause obviously maybe what you're doing is not working. Um, if you ignore it or just try to get away from that, then get away from that situation, then um, you might uh, forego an experience of growing yourself and also growing the people around you, mm-hmm. the organization itself or the relationship, whatever it is. Yeah. But I think through, I mean, one of the most helpful things to me has just been being able to enter the experience of pain and sorrow and difficulty and stress just in a real straightforward way because whenever I do that it just creates all this create creative thinking for me why do you think it's difficult for people to allow themselves that experience one because they think this shouldn't be happening you know that's the first it's kind of a dualistic thought you know if I, if i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing i shouldn't be experiencing this stress right or they judge themselves so they judge the experience that they're having and then they they might judge themselves they they think well i must be doing something wrong so that's why i'm experiencing this Right, and they want to disconnect from those thoughts. They don't want to face those, those thoughts. So you think this shouldn't be happening, and so you you know change jobs, just try to get out of the situation, get out of the relationship that you're in, right? Because it shouldn't be this difficult, right? But actually, you know, like we talked about before, it it actually is totally normal and natural for for you to be experiencing all of that resistance. You know, or they think um, I must be doing something wrong, and so, and they they just don't want to face their own guilt and shame about that, so they don't enter into that pain because that's a difficult thing to face. Mm-hmm. You know that maybe you've done something wrong that's created this stress or this resistance. So, but if you don't enter that, you won't actually get to the awareness that comes from 
just existing, holding that tension within and uh, actually experiencing the pain in a pure, unadulterated way. So then are those people who are having difficulty with that Would it be safe to say that they're estranged from their humanness? Yeah, I think we, I think we try to avoid being human, right? I mean, one, we either seek what we want, like, like, like again, back to feeling hungry, right? The most human thing in the world is to, you know, feel hunger, and then it's, and then it's also to try to satisfy yourself by eating. Right. And, and so we don't like that feeling of hunger. So you try to get rid of it and you do that. The quicker you do that, right. The, the better you feel. And then you no longer feel this longing. You never, you no longer feel this incompleteness. Right. And so that's one way that we just avoid is just through that compulsive behavior. Right. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get rid of this feeling. Right. And pretty soon you realize through stress if you're unhappy in a job or unhappy in a relationship or whatever like it just keeps coming back the same feeling of dissatisfaction because something isn't right something isn't right with the relationship something isn't right with um, the organization um, and we don't like that that feeling that we have right so um, we either try to change it or we just try to ignore it and get happy, right? Hmm. Without actually doing what it takes to um, to change. And the change will come through actually experiencing the pain. And you'll also get awareness. So you're saying that many of us are tr putting so much effort in trying not to have this human experience but what we should be doing is putting more energy into having our human experience yeah like pay attention to all the needs that you feel every single day all day long the hunger the stress the tired f fatigue I guess is the way to say that and all of that paying attention to those things helps us become more aware yeah it actually helps us get to um, this meta awareness or like kind of um, it helps us get to this like higher form of thinking so it's like going in two different directions at the same time like you're going down toward your visceral experience of being human right but it but it but at the same time you're also like becoming getting outside of yourself in that human experience and becoming meta aware does that make sense and the more and the more you do the human thing the more you actually like Get this really larger awareness it's like larger self-awareness sure 
Oh, I mean, it makes, it makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, so you want to talk about some practical ways that we can do this? Yes, tell us. <laughs> well, one way that you could practice this or put yourself in a, a situation to be able to experience this type of tension that leads to awareness is just to put yourself in positions that are where you're denying yourself, basically. So, like, some people like to fast. That's a, a thing that you do where you basically just deny some of the impulses that you have to, to eat or drink. Um, and so that's something that you can do. And realizing that it's not about, you know, punishing yourself or um, just, you know, trying to see how spiritual or, like, tough you are or something like that it's about um, entering into self-denial and being able to hold the tension of being frustrated having and having your desires frustrated and unsatisfied and through that just being able to teach yourself um, that life isn't about just getting all your desires fulfilled right so I think if you practice that in some way, whether that is, you know, not drinking or maybe kind of avoiding some habit that you have or giving up coffee or, um, you know, any, anything like that, not, you know, giving up watching a certain television show or something. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of different things that you could do that would, um, help you to enter this space where you're denying self and feeling just feeling the hunger or feeling the thirst or um, feeling the impulse to move toward one of those things and just staying in that in that tension that that creates that's one way you could do it and so then that if we give it a chance, will give us an opportunity to learn, or for mm -hmm. some sort of perspective maybe that we didn't have before. Mm -hmm. Okay. First of all, you'll experience that you know the drive toward getting your need met, right? Which, but it's not realizing that it's all not all about getting your need met. So it can, when we put ourselves in that situation let's say we go the way of self-denial we let ourselves pay attention to that tension and hold space we can have some new learning about something right mm -hmm. and then our context changes we have a wider context Mm -hmm. So it has the opportunity to. Okay. Yeah. So you, you'll learn something about yourself. You, you will probably gain some awareness. Another way you could do it is just to um, give yourself greater and greater challenges. You know, as you grow, whether it's professionally or just any kind of growth as a person, you're going to experience those resistances or the frustrations that we were talking about. Um, and you're going to have to 
really experience those in a straightforward way and then allow that to help you grow or to see something differently or to even just be creative out of that find some cre creative solutions maybe and then what will happen is you'll just experience some resistance some frustration some stress again it'll just be a different kind of stress and it'll that'll help you do the same process to grow be creative maybe refine your process um, and the more the more and more you just continually try to um, enter spaces where you can be where you're challenged and where you experience stress the you know the more and more you get to practice this um, gaining awareness through through tension hmm. and through frustration you know um, and I think that's the that's life you know that's it's a great it's a great process to be able to put yourself in those situations so if you're you know let's say that you're a challenge for you would be like public speaking or something like that right you could put yourself in some situations where you would where you would actually be challenged to do that and then <laughs> that's going to create some frustration for you it's going to create a lot of stress probably for a lot of people um, and you could put yourself in the situation to be able to overcome those stresses. And that's a way and that it, you grow. Sure. And it can, re it, out of that process, it can recontextualize fear, right? Mm -hmm. And then out of that, we have a different, more differentiated relationship with the experience of fear because we've allowed ourselves to go into that public speaking experience. Mm -hmm. We've endured it a little bit more than we usually would have. And then our relationship with fear, mm -hmm. tension, whatever mm -hmm. is recontextualized. And then it's the idea is that those, the basic fundamental human experiences like tension, fear, frustration, just continue to be recontextualized mm -hmm. and mean something different as we go along the path. Yeah. So like in that example, you know, with public speaking, a lot of times, like my fear with public speaking would just be like that I would have something uh, negative exposed about myself, right? Like I would make a mistake or I would say something um, that someone didn't like or that would reveal something too close to myself. And um, so if I challenged myself to do that and, and practiced it on a regular basis, you know, and sort of was present with that... Um, with that struggle of fear, then it might teach me some different things. It might teach me that, you know what, I could get up in front of people and say something really stupid or make a mistake and I'm going to live through that, you know? So it recontextualizes that fear and that, um, that fear is no longer so much, so powerful for me, right? That fear can be debilitating. It can keep me from actually public speaking. But if I learn, that I can do that and get through it, right? Then I've, I've actually like learned something about myself. I've learned something about my fear, um, and I've taught myself I can I can overcome challenge. And then the context of our humanness expands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then I'm ready to meet a different challenge, right? And so whatever it is for you, and I and I think it's helpful to think like maybe you should just. Um, Start with whatever the thing is in front of you. Start start small, 
you know, because everyone has um, some kind of frustration. Every ha- everyone has some kind of dissatisfaction in their life, right? And you don't have to take on public speaking. You don't have to take on owning a business. You don't have to take on like running for office or something like that. You just, you know, you could choose even the smallest discomfort that you have and hmm. try to tackle that. You know, I think you're ready to run for office. <laughs> I think that would not be good for anybody. <laughs> no, I think I am appreciating the simplicity and the practicality of this discussion. So we could think of a really small example, right? I mean, let's say that um, you're just kind of dissatisfied with your everyday life. You know, you you feel a little bit of like, you know, boredom or you feel a little bit of um, just like, um, you feel blah <laughs> uh, with your with your everyday life. And that's, you know, sometimes we just call it depression or we call it, you know, just a little bit of unhappiness or something like that. But, you know, I think even that level of, dis- that low level of discomfort is something to think about, is something to try to address, right? Maybe it means that you're not doing enough with your life. You're not challenging yourself to enough to get out and try something new. Mm-hmm. You've just kind of relegated yourself to being dissatisfied with your career or with, um, you know, not living up to the things that you believe or the values that you have. Right. And, and the, so you're just experiencing this daily dissatisfaction because you're not living out your dreams or your values or what's important to you or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it's possible that you're, you know, just continuing to do um, some unhealthy behaviors or, or, you know, not eating the way you want to or being as active as you'd like to or not spending time with certain people that you want to be involved with. Um, and it, it creates these low level levels of dissatisfaction, right? And I think it's important to go ahead and be face the dissatisfaction head on and, you know, allow that to create a different experience for you. Because it's an opportunity out of paradox. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of how I'm seeing it. I mean, sure. Just from my the tension is the oppor- is an opportunity out of out of the dualism. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and the dualism or the paradox can be: I either have to be satisfied or I have to be constantly demanding what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, but actually, maybe those aren't the only two options. And we can find another way. You can exist in that tension, and you know find some awareness change your relationship to whatever the thing is and then maybe find a new way sure it's like the uh oh what is it the frog in the in the water and that you know how when they turn the temperature up in the hot kettle 
right? And the frog is in the, the water. He doesn't move, even though the water continues to get boiling, boiling hot. Oh, yeah. Because the frog just adapts to it. Well, what happens when that frog, when the water gets hot enough? The frog croaks. Yeah. Right? Gets eaten. So, good thing we have tension. So we don't stay in this boiling hot water, right? So that we can jump out of that hot water and jump into the pond in which we belong or something Mm -hmm. until we, you know, want to go to another pond or something like that. Yeah, but you have to be paying attention to your everyday experience. If the water is getting turned up, if it's getting warmer, then if you're not paying attention to that slight discomfort then pretty soon you're in a bad way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great metaphor. Great. Yeah, I like that one. That's it's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can practice paying attention to this comfort. You can practice putting yourselves in positions where you're going to experience discomfort, but you're already in a place where you're going to experience some kind of discomfort i promise you're probably experiencing that right now exactly that's one element that i would encourage people to consider is that you don't have to go out looking for it it's it's there already you know Mm -hmm. i mean you can you can go and and create challenging experiences which i think is just fine there's our i would bet that there's already something there so either way, you know, it's there all the time. And we may not, I would I would suggest that it is there on some level all of the time. Yes, I agree. So, you know, and that may seem d- dark and dismal to, to some. But for me, it's, like I said, you know, when I look look back on my life, it's it's been the thing that's propelled me into... deeper and more meaningful things so i you know give yourself the opportunity to reassess your relationship with tension and or dissatisfaction it is an opportunity it is a sign it is a prompting for something and it's arising because it's natural it's 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 there and presents opportunity this isn't a sign that you are an ungrateful vagrant or anything like that um it doesn't mean anything's wrong with you just an opportunity out of dualism into something else yeah maybe just need means something needs to change and that something might be you Mm -hmm. you know it definitely is you you can grow in your awareness you can grow in your relationship to whatever you know the struggle is it's you know you you can change you um yeah, you're just a relationship to the context that you're in. Um, but, you know, 
also, whatever context you're in might also need to change and you can be an agent of change or, you know, someone who actually is able to affect change in other people's lives, help them to change and grow, and then, you know, change the organization or the relationship that you're in as well. I like it. Is that good? Are you satisfied with that? I'm satisfactorily dissatisfied with it. You are? I thought it was good you talked. You're lots. You're good. You're frustrated and also not frustrated. Right. Somehow I'll manage to endure the tension of that. Content and discontent. That's right. That's a good place to be. Okay, we'll stop there. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy your week. We'll talk to you soon. We love feedback. We appreciate the feedback that we got um, this week, too. That was really nice. Never be satisfied. That's right. We always want more and more feedback. (laughs) We're not satisfied with the feedback that we've gotten thus far. But yet we are. But yet we are. It's been great. For now. We just want more and more and more. Right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.